You are now listening to the First Baptist Church of America's podcast. If you have any questions about our church, please check us out online at fbcamericas.org. This week, we continue our journey through John's gospel with the message, A Divine Object Lesson from John 13, 1 through 7. Let's listen in. Amen. Jesus is Lord of all. Would someone get the choir roll and check it? Because I think some of them left when they came down. So welcome to casual summer. If you haven't been around during the summer, we don't wear coats and ties. Some do. But we don't make a big deal about any of this because you come the way you want to. Wear a coat and a tie. Wear a tuxedo. Wear a polo and jeans. The most important thing is that you're here to worship. In our passage, we have an object lesson. An object lesson is a a practical example of a a theory or a principle or some kind of abstract idea is an object lesson. We use object lessons for our children's sermon because it helps them to understand a biblical truth. The challenge with them is that they don't just see the object lesson and not get the point because they are literal thinkers and sometimes they can't make that connection. But Jesus, he was the master teacher, and he knew the importance of this kind of communication because he used stories, he used illustration, he used object lessons. Just imagine Jesus walking, and he passes by a field of wheat. And in that field of wheat, he would see weeds coming up in that wheat, thorns. And he would take that reality, And he would use it to teach that one day God will separate the wheat from the weeds, the believers from unbelievers. And Jesus used that kind of imagery, that kind of reality in his teaching. But in this passage today, we have a a vivid picture of Jesus' character and his purpose. It's a vivid picture. And therefore, it's a picture of the life you and I are supposed to live. If we are followers of Jesus, then we will live as Jesus lived. And so in the passage that um, as Joe has read for us, I, I want to point out three things. A, a demonstration of humility, a symbol of forgiveness, and an example of service. These three things are in this object lesson. It's a divine object lesson. Now get the context of the passage. Jesus is just hours before his death. And he is meeting with the disciples there for the Last Supper. And so he just has hours to live. And he is giving them their last words, as it were. And you know the importance of last words. And so what is it that Jesus just wanted those disciples to get, to understand? And he gives them this object lesson. And so we'll see here the demonstration of humility, the symbol of forgiveness, and an example of service. First of all, let's talk about the the demonstration of humility. Now if you look at this passage, if you have your Bible open, look at uh, verse 3 going into verse 4. 
Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist and he started washing feet. Now that doesn't match to me. Verse 3 is talking about Jesus knew that the Father had given him all authority and all power. And it doesn't match that it would just flow into, so he got up from the meal and he washed feet. In my thinking, so here's Jesus. He knows that God has given him all the power in the universe. So he got up and gave a cosmic display of fire and lightning and thunder. See, that's the way I would think. Or that here's Jesus. He's got all the power of the universe. And he gets up and he annihilates all the evil people of the world. But he doesn't do that. He got up and he served. He took the role of a servant. See, Jesus' teaching is always upside down from worldly thinking. It's inside out. Greatness comes through humility. The way to greatness is through humility. Now, don't think for a moment that Jesus bowed to these disciples. He didn't bow to anyone. You might remember a few years ago, one of our uh, U.S. president caused an uproar when he bowed in the presence of a Middle Eastern king. It was an uproar. Jesus never bowed to anyone, but he did kneel. He knelt in service, and he did that because of his humility. So we see a demonstration of humility. And because of his humility, he was able to serve. He was able to forgive. So that's the second thing, a symbol of forgiveness. Remember the context of uh, the object lesson? They're in an area where they, don't, they didn't bathe as often as you and I do. Michelle talked about that a little bit. But it was a custom. If you were invited to a dinner or a meal or a banquet, or something like this, they did bathe for that. So if you were called and say, hey, y'all come over and visit with us. Whenever there was a gathering, they would bathe because that would make the gathering more pleasant. We've talked about that before. The anointing of oil had a purpose with um, aroma. So they didn't bathe as often as we do, but they had bathed for this occasion because it was a gathering. And so on the way to the meal, they would have walked through that dusty road and their feet would have become dirty. They had bathed to go to the meal. On the way to the meal, their feet would have been dirty again. But the washing of the feet is a symbol of what Jesus does for us spiritually. He forgives our sin nature. And then he forgives our daily sins. See, he explains that when Peter initially refused. Peter had been cleansed of his sin nature. He was a believer, but he needed to be cleansed of his daily sins. You and I do too. When I was a boy growing up, I shared a bedroom with my two older brothers. 
And there was a time, I guess I was eight or nine years old. I don't remember exactly. But during the night, I got up and went to the kitchen. I was going to get some tea, sweet tea. And in the process of my getting tea, I spilled it on the kitchen floor. I didn't think uh, anybody would notice much. So I, like an eight or nine-year-old would, you know, made an attempt there, but uh, then went on to bed. Well, the next morning, I woke up to my dad. And by the way, my dad was a quick belt. He could flip open that hook and pull it out and snap it and spank you before we could think. He was just that fast. And so we woke up the next morning and my dad was asking, who spilled the tea? Well, I remained silent as he pressed my two older brothers because I'm sure they, he thought that they did it. And I was the baby, the innocent one in my mind. And uh, they didn't know what he was talking about, but I did. And in my dad's wisdom, he threw off the covers and he looked at our feet. And the first two had clean feet. But when he came to me, I had tea stains on my feet. So not only was I guilty of spilling the tea, but I was also guilty of denying that I had spilled the tea. You see, when you spill tea and you walk through it, you stain your feet. When you live in this world and you walk in it, you stain your feet. You always will. That's what Jesus is teaching here. One of the things he's teaching. That in this world, you need to be forgiven of your sin. You need to be forgiven of your sin nature. But you need to be forgiven of your daily sins. And if you don't think you have sins to confess, just read the Bible. You do. And see, while our sins may not affect our relationship with God because of what Jesus has done for us, our sins certainly affect our fellowship with God. And unless we're willing to confess our sins daily, then our fellowship will be affected. Do you ever feel like you are distant from God or God is distant from you? It's not God's fault. It's your fault. Check your feet. You may have tea stains on them. You may have sin stains on them. So confess your sins. This is a symbol of forgiveness. So we have a demonstration of humility, a symbol of forgiveness, but we also have an example of service. Jesus asked him, do you understand what I've done for you? And we know that uh, it wouldn't be until after the resurrection that they would fully understand. They didn't get it. But they did get it eventually. But he says, do you understand what I have done for you? He had given them an example of foot washing. So does that mean we are to wash one another's feet? That's not what he's teaching. This is not an ordinance for the church. His example, it's an object lesson, remember. And, and the object lesson is to be humble and to forgive as he has forgiven us and to serve other people. 
the mundane and the menial tasks? Are there things around the church that you just think are beneath you? If there are things like that, then you're not following the example of Jesus. Sometime through the years, I've been doing things around the church, sweeping or mopping or doing something, and somebody will come up and take the broom out of my hand and say, you don't need to be doing that. Yes, I do. Because if I don't do that, then I will think I don't need to do that. I need to do that. Do you think it's beneath you to go out to friendship camp and help set up chairs for a worship service? Do you think it's beneath you to serve in our nursery or to serve in Bible school? But not only in here, but out there. Is it beneath you to do the things that you don't want to do just because somebody needs something doing? The menial task. See, Jesus and his disciples, they didn't have a servant there. It was the custom of the host to provide a servant to wash the feet of the people as they arrived. Well, Jesus and his disciples, they didn't have servants. And so Jesus was doing the thing that nobody else wanted to do. And he was willing to do that. And that is the example that he is leaving for us, that we should be willing to do the things that nobody else wants to do because it is an act of service in the name of Jesus for someone else. And he was able to do that because of his humility. See, pride demands that others serve us, but humility enables us to serve others. You'll never be able to serve others if you have pride. It's humility that enables us to serve one another. Now notice verse 17. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. See, blessing is not knowing what Jesus did. The blessing of Christianity is in doing what Jesus did. It's not about just coming to church and learn, 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 learn. Now that you know, what are you going to do with what you know? It has to go through you to someone else. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You want your Christian life to be a blessing? Then serve. Work on your humility. Forgive other people. Forgive people. And don't wait until they deserve it. Did you deserve forgiveness before God forgave you? See, we don't wait for uh, people to deserve forgiveness. We are just to forgive. He'll sort everybody out later. Now, don't miss the big picture of this of this object lesson. Compare this with Philippians 2. Here Jesus took off His clothing. In Philippians 2, we're told that Jesus took off His glory. He laid aside the glory of heaven. Here Jesus knelt down. In Philippians 2, we read that Jesus came down. And He took on the form of of a servant. Here Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. And in Philippians, we're told that Jesus cleanses us from our sin because of His death. He was obedient unto death. And because of that death, you and I are washed. We're washed clean. Now, all sermons apply to us directly. So apply the object lesson 
to yourself. Here is the immortal God, the immortal God in the flesh, washing the feet of mortal men. Here is Jesus. He had all power in his hands, every bit of power of the universe, and he knelt and he washed the feet of Judas, who was about to betray him. Jesus washed his feet. Did Jesus know that Judas was going to do that? Absolutely. Absolutely he knew, but he still washed his feet. Here is Jesus, God in the flesh, and he washed the feet of Peter, who was about to deny him. Did Jesus know that? Absolutely. And what about the other ten? They deserted Jesus. Yet Jesus washed the feet of all twelve of them. Here is Jesus, God in the flesh, kneeling to wash your feet. Have you let him do that? Have you let him do that for that initial forgiveness of your sin nature that makes you a follower of Christ? And are you doing that daily so that he can forgive your daily sins? The Son of God, who had all power in his hands, and he is kneeling in front of us for the forgiveness of our sin. Don't miss the greatest blessing of your life by rejecting him because of your pride. Don't do that. Be humble. Receive his forgiveness and then pass that forgiveness on to others. He serves you, therefore serve one another. Let's pray. Father, this is your word and it is a glorious word. And we see the, the picture of the character of Jesus, why he came, and what he left for us to do. So Lord, help us to see our pride. And Lord, would you help us to deal with it? We confess, Lord, our sins. And we thank you for your forgiveness. Would you speak to us now? Move us to where you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to know more about how you can make the life-changing decision to follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we would love to help you out with that. You can find our contact information on our website at fbcamericas.org. And tune in next week as we continue our journey through John's Gospel.